All right. So today on the Mondave Football Coach Podcast, we'll be talking about defensive philosophy and what does that look like? And man, what defense do you pick? How do you play defense? All those different types of things uh, come to mind when you when you think about defensive philosophy. And I pulled up a document that I created, oh man, a while ago, I forget how long ago it was. I used to write for a, a football website that no longer exists. And I was putting out some a decent amount of material uh, through the course of time over, golly, that would have been a couple months where I was going through and writing for different articles. And uh, if anybody wants those, uh, I can definitely uh, send those to you. That website's no longer up and running. Uh, so you can, you can have them. They're about different defensive schemes. I have a whole folder with some cut up. So that's something that you would like. Uh, feel free to send an email to Zach, Z-A-C-H dot Davis 24 at gmail.com. And I'll put that email in the, in the show notes. And I will uh, also put a link to this document in the show notes as well. So you can look at it. It's just titled defensive philosophy. And there's other things I have in, in my Google drive storage, uh, that I could, I'm willing to share with anybody that wants it. There are no, there are no, there are no secrets in football. I think we're all idea, idea bandits. We all take things from other people and use them for, for ourselves and for our program and to help our program be the best that it can be. All right. So I'm not going to read just verbatim from this, but we'll, I'll go through this document. It's a couple paragraphs long and then talk about it. And uh, hopefully it, it helps you as you go through your off season and, and how you're you and, and I and all of us are evaluating what we should do defensively and how we, we go forward and how we continue to refine our philosophy. I think about somebody like Bill Belichick or Nick Saban, they have continued to evolve their, their scheme, their philosophy to fit the needs of their players, their programs, the kind of offenses they are seeing. And that's why they're, they're at the top of the game. And granted, they get to recruit and they have, at least Saban does, have, has a huge budget at Alabama. And, and all major college coaches have the same, kind of the same structure there. The, 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 the gap between the haves and the have-nots at that level is, is ever-widening. But then at the NFL, you, know, you have the salary cap. So, you know, and if you're bad, you draft early. And then I think about Coach Belichick and how they've been good for a long time. And they haven't drafted early in a long time. So, when I mean, I drafted Mac Jones, that was pick, what, 15? Somewhere around there. So, he's had to, you know, develop guys and uh, try to make later round picks and free agents, obviously, and the guys that can – they could produce. And then he's even modified how he plays defense. I was reading a book uh, called Gridiron Genius by uh, Michael Lombardi. I think that's that's what it's called. I'll, I'll, I'll get that to you here in uh, a second. But you know, when he was with the Giants, he was 3-4, 
cover two uh, most of most of the time. Yeah, Gridiron Genius. I'll put a link to that as well in the uh, in the show notes. But when you look at his defenses now in New England, they lead the league in playing man to man, whether that's cover one, cover zero, because he's adapted to what the league is. It's more of a passing league, and he's used his draft picks, his free agency, those types of things on secondary players a lot of the times because coverage in the NFL right now really is at a premium. You look at the Chiefs playing the Bills, goodness, they scored they scored a field goal in 13 seconds. So, I mean, you got to be able to cover. And uh, so, anyways, I'm looking at, looking at defensive philosophy uh, today. So, uh, I'll just read for a minute. And then I'll I'll get into some some commentary. So playing great defense is not about what you do, but how you do it. It does not matter whether you are four three, four four, three four, four two five, forty six fair or three three stack. What matters is inspiring your players and mastering your style of defense. At the high school level, we cannot recruit our players, so we must adapt our scheme to our personnel, and that can change from year to year. What never changes is the commitment to excellence by the player by the coaches, and the player. So as we're we're molding our defense, as we're trying to figure out which one to play, I think the first thing is, what's your personnel? So, and you have to have some coffee in the morning. That's guaranteed victory right there. You know, what do you have? In your school may be different than my school, and my school will be different than other schools. Do we have more linebackers? Do we have more D linemen? Do we have more DVs? One thing I like to do every offseason is write down a list of the top top 11 players and and you look and I look at it and say okay you know where do those guys play and then I look at a list of top 15 okay where do those guys play and then a list of top 22 and then okay well where do those guys play now obviously you have to have defensive linemen okay you have to uh, but then you're starting to address and evaluate is this D lineman better than this linebacker or is this DB better than this linebacker? Is this linebacker better than this DB? And then what also comes into play is what kind of offenses do you play on your schedule? Are you seeing spread? Are you seeing wing T? Are you seeing single wing? Are you seeing pro style? Are you seeing any kind of three back offense, T, wing T, flex bone, power eye. That, that three back is, is three back. There's a sh- there's a shout out to Coach Buffy Johnson. <laughs> Me and him were talking about that this offseason. Three back is three back. It just depends on how you line them up. <laughs> so, um, so what do you have to defend? And then you look at your personnel and say, okay, well, how do we defend that year in and year out? Because at most high schools, you're your schedule doesn't change very much. And the style of offense at certain school runs probably doesn't change a whole lot. Now, they may change coaches, but their personnel is going to be their type of personnel at that school generally. That's that's something that I've, I've found over the years. So, you know, here in my place, I was looking on the, the – there's a wall that has state championship teams and you have teams that have made the playoffs and all of those teams have been in three back offenses. 
So when Buck Hannon has been when Buck Hannon Upshur has been rolling, it's been three back T wing T triple option. I'm not saying that can't change, but that's to my point of that area is going to have a certain type of player, certain type of family. And that's generally what you're going to see from that area. So we play a school called Bridgeport and they are, they were in like, they were in stick eye, uh, pistol stick eye, and now they're in single wing. Those are all that's to me, that's all in the same category, right? It's in the same category of power football. There are a lot of gap scheme, uh, three backs, misdirection, those things. And then you play a school, we play schools that have been spread for a while because that fits their personnel. So that is what you're you're looking for when you're <clears throat> trying to define your defensive philosophy at a place. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, you may see both of those on your schedule. So your defense has to have enough in the – in the package to be able to handle seeing those different types of offenses. And it needs to, it needs to be <clears throat> your defense needs to have enough in it to where you're not just grab bagging every week. I know for me, most of the time as a head coach, you've been in some version of three, four, four, two, five. To me, if, if you run a, a movement three, four, that's a four, two, five right? Because you're bringing an outside backer and two inside backers and you have four secondary, four to five secondary players, depending upon how do you, you know, what do you call your field outside linebacker? Is that a linebacker more DB? For us, that's a linebacker. Uh, and then I think everybody has some sort of goal line, six, one, six, two package. Now, one, one year we used a six, one as our base defense for a little bit because of, because of the offenses we were seeing, and we got <clears throat> we got a lot of guys healthy, and we used it against a team that was single wing and spread, and we felt like we could play man to man, and it was successful uh, that night. So let's go forward. A great coach must inspire his players to play with great love for one another and remove the fear of failure. The story of Hernando Cortez and his troops is a great illustration of how a leader must remove all fear and inspire his men to trust one another. And I won't read that story verbatim, but that's the burn the boats story, right? Uh, Cortez wanted to get complete buy-in. So he ordered the men to burn the boats. He said, <laughs> I like this quote. If we are going home, we are going home in their ships. With that Cortez and his men burned their own ships. And by burning their own ships, the commitment level of the men was raised to a whole new level. So there's no ships to be burned on a football field, obviously. Right. And, you know, football is not war. People, I've heard people say that and it makes me cringe, but we have to try to eliminate the option of, of failure. And what does that mean? I think that means as a coach that we hold ourselves to a high standard and we give our players all the tools necessary to execute to the best of their ability. And we can't flinch. To me, flinching as a coach is not good. So if you believe in something, then do it. When times get tough, press into it. Do it better. And I think that's something that we need to continue to think about and 
try to become better at as coaches is just continue to try to be better at what we do and not try to continue to change and just chase something right now the ability to adapt to your surroundings and to different personnel fantastic but your core beliefs i don't believe should change so you know defensively we want to stop the run limit the pass offensively we want to run the football and then I've always believed that your your defense needs to be able to stop your offense in a scrimmage situation when you're playing your your own self. So that comes into into the equation as well. So I'll skip down to a to a couple of different uh, passages here. Now, as as a coach, we are judged on wins and losses, which you know, right, wrong, and different however that plays out, but that is what it is. But I think when we're talking defensive philosophy, how do we attack? Uh, you know, we must like, like it's typed down here, rise above judging our rise above judging ourselves by the scoreboard and focus on developing young men through hard work, discipline and brotherly love. So I think the, the main thing I, when I think about defensive philosophy is how are we developing our players, helping them to play for each other. The scheme is kind of irre- irrelevant. Uh, you can be good at defense in any scheme. But how do we develop our players to play for each other, to trust each other, and to go give all they have for their, their brother? Because when they step out in that field, all they have is their preparation and the brotherhood that they have developed amongst themselves uh, in in the locker room, the practice field, uh, et cetera. And then the last, the last paragraph says, ultimately our job as coaches is to develop our young men into productive members of society so we cannot allow the scoreboard to deter us from that mission. We must love our players enough to hold them accountable for their actions on and off the field. We must look to the future and envision our players from 18 to 80 Fortunately, that perspective does not include the scoreboard. So I think even I didn't write this that long ago, but the older I get, the more I I really believe that all our players need second, third, fourth chances because, you know, as as males, we're all knuckleheads. So our job, and I I should go back and edit this. uh, I think our job as coaches is, is to help our young men walk through life and to try to continue to go forward, even when things are hard. And as a coach, that's something we need to mo- we need to model for them. How it's it's been a tough game or a tough week or a tough season. How do we continue to go forward and help our players see in us somebody that is resilient? And if I could sum up defensive philosophy in one word, that is resilience. To continue to get up and fight and try to be the best that you can be no matter what it, what is going on around you right that what's going on around you is an exterior thing let's control the interior and be the best that we can be